serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Tuesday, baby. Happy Tuesday, Gatos, Chad, Becky Lynn, ready to go till 6. We got Blake Masters at 4 o'clock. He's running for Senate. So we'll see what he's got to say. It should be interesting during uh, a little bit of mayhem coming up at 4.05. Uh, let's hit the border, Chad. Let's do it. we got some shipping containers arriving in Nogales. Uh, yeah. So Ducey hasn't stopped uh, trying to fill those border gaps. So we got Yuma. we got a whole bunch of uh, those, uh, those beautiful, uh, you know, different colored uh, shipping containers that, that hit the border there. Now we're in Nogales. Uh, how much further are we going to go with these things? I think as far as we possibly can. To uh, Isn't the whole point to everywhere that we can fill in a hole... That is a place where we can fill in a hole, meaning, you know, uh, non-reservation land and stuff that, that, that we can do, you know, based on, uh, you know, uh, geographic that we're going to do that. That's what I heard. I don't know, though, how far this is going to go on because you just never can tell. You know, I mean, politics, they like to start stuff, but rarely do they finish it. Yeah, I mean, is it, is it really making us feel all, much, all that much better that we've got these things at the border? I mean... Is it really stopping anybody? Because what we've talked about before is they just walk around it. You know, you can't, you can't, you can just make a, you can just make a left turn and basically, you know, just roll up on the border. There are the shipping containers and you just walk past it and then you walk right in. I think it's making us feel better, but is it really working? I mean, the numbers are still huge. That's obviously not Ducey's fault. That's Biden's fault. But. I don't know. I don't think it makes us feel any, any any better. It was a cute idea at the beginning, and now it's like, you know, they're not that hard to climb up. All right, you got the wire at the top. All right, I can get over that. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. I'm not quite sure it's making anybody feel better. Is it making the job easier, I think, is the question I think some people have. Uh, you know, is it making it easier for the Border Patrol to, in, in, in some way, you know, shepherd people to an area where they're easily apprehended? Obviously, a, a 17, 18, 19, 21-year-old man is going to have no problem hopping that thing. Older men in, and some women aren't. But a family, kids, that's a, that's a different story, and that's supposedly a lot of what's coming over here. All right, so they say that the shipping containers might not work in Nogales. So here's what one person is saying. Uh, the border in Nogales is very different than Yuma. A lot of canyons. It's not very conductive to those flat shipping containers to make a fence. And I understand uh, some have fallen over in Yuma. This is just one person. Well, they put them back up, though. Uh, they kind of stacked them up and they weld them together. So our border kind of snakes up and down on the hills and mountains. All right. How do you put shipping containers on hills and mountains? Well, that's All what right. I was talking about, right? Like the right. whole ge- geographically, it's just not it's not conducive. But you're not going to build a fence, which in some weird way, I don't know why you wouldn't try to put up something else that could maybe block it. I've always thought about a nice shrubbery, right? Let's yeah, I thought that'd be shrubbery, nice. Right. You know, put some stuff up that's thick and kind of gnarly to get through. It's not going to, it'll cut the hell out of you, but it's not going to kill you. It might be entertaining. Maybe a little, you know, some prickles and stuff. So, you know, you don't want to walk through the bush. I think that would work. I would definitely think that would work. Uh, but it's. Again, is it novelty? Yeah, I think it starts out like all these things are starting out as novelty, but 
let's not forget, Gettison, we've talked about this. How many times has our good buddy uh, Doug Nichols down there in Yuma said, well, they promised us they're going to build the wall. And I hear that they've started building some of the wall again. But it's, you know, months and months go by and they continue to have the football pulled like Lucy with, with, with you know, Charlie Brown. So right. desperation, you're trying to at least do something. And, yeah, you know, Ducey's doing something. I don't know if Abbott's doing this yet. That's something he's ahead on. I don't know. I thought Abbott started the whole shipping container thing, didn't he? No? I, I don't know. Abbott Abbott and DeSantis are so ahead of the game, man. They kind of just rip each other off. That's all, all that they kind of do. Well, they're all in it together, right? And then, yeah. again, nobody really dislikes Deucey because he's not running for anything. No, no. He's running that, uh, you know, that whole uh, governor's thing. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we, maybe we should talk to the mayor of Nogales. Is this really going to stop anybody from coming over? Uh, are people just going to, you know, walk over? It's really, it, it's a stopgap. I mean, really what it is, it just funnels people to a different place, and then they come in. So, you know, is at least come out and say, listen, it's not stopping anybody from coming in. It's just funneling people to one place, and that's what we're trying to do. You know what, and, and, and the thing I would like to ask him, and, and some Border Patrol agents too, that, you know, feel free to tweet at us, at Gettys and Chacho, is, is this a situation where, them being pushed into an area that is easier for them to come and surrender, apprehend, make it tougher, make it easier for you at this moment in time to to you know take people into custody and do whatever it is that you're going to do comparatively to having something wide open. And is this going to just push people over to, you know, the native lands, to the reservations where they're just like, well, I don't have to worry about, you know, them here because there's no uh, they it's such vast land. And there's only so many Border Patrol agents out there, Gatos, that are going to be able to, you know, go out there and they may have, you know, the drones and the cameras. But it doesn't, you know, it's not going to make up for having something, a, a wall where you can kind of shepherd people. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to ask Blake Masters about uh, immigration and the wall and all that stuff? We're going to have him on a four. You know what? I, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, look, you're, you're one senator from a state. What are you really going to be able to do when he won't even call our governor back? And when anybody from Mayorkas or, or the czar, you know, show up here, they don't even alert us to that. So how do you think you're going to make things different here comparatively to everybody else in the past? Yeah, I don't really know if he's got any plan. I mean, he's a senator. Is it all just on the president? Is that all this is? It's just on the president. And if the president wants to secure the border, the president can try and secure the border. Otherwise, it really doesn't matter what a senator says, and it really doesn't matter what a governor says. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all on. The president can do an executive order, as we saw with Trump. The issue is the laws are all on Congress. So it is on senators and, 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 you know, congressmen and women to, to try to get something through that would try to fix the issue at the border on top of that go and put us in a position where we're figuring out to deal with everybody here. And that, that's the big issue. I mean, the president, like everything, he is, he's only one. You know, part of the branch of the three branches we have there and the, the Congress, they've continually pushed out their responsibility to everybody else. Yeah, they're not going to fix it. They never want to fix it. They run on it. Uh, they like that the border is broken. They like to, uh, you know, uh, uh, campaign on it and they like to complain about it. So we got more of those shipping containers go going up in Nogales. Uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, still to come. You know, we'll, we're going to check in on uh, Hyden Hobbs. We've Hyden got a Hobbs. gubernatorial candidate. Uh, we've called her over and over again. It's our quest to get her on the show this week. We've got Republicans coming on this week, I know. But, well, Hobbs, we're going to get that uh, update to you in a second.
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. That's us. We're very entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Quick uh, reminder, everybody. Uh, comedian Lewis Black headed to Celebrity Theater on Saturday, October 1st. Limited tickets are available. You can win a pair now. Visit the contest page, KTAR.com. All right, we talked yesterday. We're going to try and find Hayden Hobbs. Uh, you know, is she really campaigning? Not really. Uh, she likes to go on MSNBC because that's where all her friends are. Uh, I think she's running a terrible campaign. As an independent, she's given me zero reason to vote for her. I'm not voting for Carrie Lake because she's crazy. Uh, let's see. We put in a call yesterday. Wise man Steve Sinsmeister, uh, have we gotten any phone call back from Hayden Hobbs? No, no call back. I did put in another call today another voicemail so she's got a couple of nice voicemails waiting for her okay let's do this let chad call next chad why don't you call yeah. and, and be a little more forceful uh and maybe make fun of her a little bit and then maybe you know maybe that'll get her to come on all right i could dad i can you definitely know? do oh, uh, yeah because you know i think steve's being very nice very professional and let's let's step on her a little bit and see if we can get her on let's see let's see if we can flush her out and see if we can talk to her a little bit we're not, okay. we're not here to hurt you we'd just like to ask you some questions we've yeah. heard about stories before that you may be running for governor but we can't <laughs> actually back any of that up that's right all right what do you got next well you know kids and kittens uh, uh i don't know how to say this but uh don't marinate your chicken the FDA has a warning for people and what the agency probably did not expect to need to make. Don't cook chicken in NyQuil. Seems pretty obvious, right? But a new social media challenge is encouraging young people to cook their poultry in NyQuil and other over-the-counter cough products. It's dangerous, even if you don't eat the chicken. The FDA says boiling medication can change its properties, making it more concentrated. Just breathing it in can damage your lungs. Now, I'm going to say this because the FDA has to put out this thing that says uh, we're asking our young people not to do this. And my thing is, why? Yeah. You know what? Let nature take its course. If you want to play a stupid game and win a stupid prize, that prize is you have NyQuil chicken and something goes wrong. You're the reason, Gatos. You, not you, but those people are the reason that we have to have things like don't eat the bottle cap. Yeah. Don't eat the Tide Pod. Don't eat the Tide Pod. Who had to come out and tell everybody not to eat the Tide Pod? Was it Gronk? Yeah, it was Gronk, right? From the NFL? Don't eat the Tide Pod. Right. I know it looks really tasty, but don't eat it. And of no, all the people, too. No, no. Go ahead. Eat you know, it. Eat it. I eat it. Go to the hospital. Hopefully you don't die. But, you know, this has become kind of ridiculous. We're telling people the obvious. If they want to do stupid stuff to their body, who are we to tell them to stop? I was a kid. Never once, you know, after you're like one or two and you put things in your mouth, never once did I have to be told, hey, uh, uh, hey, Chad, uh, you know that thing over there on the ground? Yeah, don't put your mouth. On. I was not going to put my mouth on it. Did don't put your mouth do on it? the hot stove. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. That, and, and that's where we are in this world. The fact that people are going out and they're saying, hey, NyQuil seems like a great idea. Don't cook chicken in NyQuil. Is no. like who thought of that? I don't know, but I want to see. I want to. See, what is the end result when you do it? Does it make you sick? Well, it might make you sick, and apparently, even if you cook it but you don't eat it, the vapors can really hurt your lungs. Tough again. Play a stupid yeah. game, win a stupid prize. Well, what's going to happen is they're going to start putting Nyquil behind, you know, the pharmacy, and we're gonna we're gonna have to ask for it specially. We're gonna have to sign something again. You're not gonna be able just to get it off, uh, you know. The, oh. the, the regular row. That's what's going to happen. That's, that's happened with. Remember with Sudafed because oh, yeah. everybody started doing meth. 
<sighs> Same thing is going to happen with NyQuil. You're going to be sick. You're going to go into Walgreens. You're going to want to buy it. And the pharmacy is going to be closed. They're going to be like, sorry, we can't give it to you because it's behind the counter now. I... Uh... I just remember who was it a couple was a couple months ago was it Al Sharpton who was upset because he's got to get his toothpaste remember or something like that my, my shaving cream is behind the thing and they have to have I, I want my free shaving cream you know be able to get my shaving cream you're right that's where we are we're at a place in our world where stupid is dominating everything and yeah. we have to bow down to it when in other countries they just said well you know what stupid will figure it out when you're a yeah. kid you burn your hand once and you learn right. It, you know, shouldn't we have learned with the vaccine? You know, all right, you don't want the vaccine? Okay, fine. You, if you get COVID, you could die. You know, maybe you will, maybe you won't. But, um, you know, and a lot of people decided not to get the vaccine, and then a lot of people started to die. And it's like one of these things, like you can offer any anything up to anybody, but if they're going to make a bad decision, let them make a bad decision, and then, unfortunately, they'll have to pay for it. I could even look at the COVID thing and say, you know what? All right, maybe you're a little hesitant to take it. You know what? It wasn't tested that long, and we're in a country where we like to test stuff for 25 years. Okay, at least that's... But nowhere in my life was cooking NyQuil and a chicken ever, ever brought up. My my no. mother, who's a horrible cook, never thought of that. No. I don't know where we're getting this stuff. We always get these these different challenges, you know, the hot stove challenge. We'll see how, you know, how long you can put your hand on a hot stove. I mean, I'm, I'm all for these challenges. I think it really Thins shows the us. herd. Thins yeah. the herd. Because you, you're not going to stop people from doing it anyway. If you want to eat a Tide Pod, go and eat it. I can't stop you. Well, as long as you go viral, Gator, and that's all that matters, right? You go viral, and, and what is it, two out of five people... Mm. want to go viral and i think it's like 70 percent of young people want to be social media stars if that's your goal and you're willing to do anything and some of which is eat some sort of detergent because you think yeah. it's hilarious knock yourself out and yeah. then when things don't go the way you are i just it doesn't you know we should be able to come to your funeral and laugh yeah when, we, when you have a really high hospital bill and you know you're, you you have to pay it off somehow uh, and you survive the tide pod or you survive this nyquil thing well then you're going to be taught a lesson i don't know why we keep trying to put everybody in this little bubble and make everybody 100 percent safe there's some stupid people out there let them do stupid stuff that's exactly it uh oh man i tell you what it is so much stuff to get to today we're going to squeeze it all in more uh hilarity out of uh of uh, well texas and florida because the now stuff's coming out that did did somebody try to as they called bird dog them gatos these these venezuelans to get on an airplane although the venezuelans are thrilled by all the stuff they get they got some goodies too by the way they got a ton of goodies along the way we're going to talk about that uh there's just so much good stuff today my man so we're going to bring it to you uh it is gatos it is chad is the fun that is to get us chad show arizona's news station ktar news 92.3 fm the gatos and chad show afternoons we are opening up a case, an investigation with regard to the suspected activities involving the 48 migrants from Venezuela that, as we understand it at this point, on uh, Wednesday, September 14th, uh, here in Bear County in the city of San Antonio, a Venezuelan migrant uh, was paid a, a, what we would call a bird dog fee to recruit approximately 50 migrants from the area around a migrant resource center on San Pedro uh, here in San Antonio. That right there is the sheriff of San Antonio, uh, Javier uh, Salazar, talking about what is going on and the fact that they 
quote unquote bird dog these people to get on a plane to fly from Texas Gatos to Florida and then from Florida to uh, well, what ended up being, you know, a, a quick stop at the beautiful Martha's Vineyard and then on to Cape Cod. Uh, so they're going to take a look at this and find out if this is something that was done illegally. So what? They paid a bunch of migrants to get on a plane. That's what we're hearing. So what? I know. They got phones, by the way. All of them got phones, you know, over, over 18. They got linens and some fresh clothes, and they've been told they can stay at uh, Cape Cod's uh, a military base for as long as needed. Plus, they've all got lawyers. It seems like a win for them. What's illegal about it? Well, they said that they were promised, uh, and this is what they, and we'll let you hear, what the, this is what the sheriff said. 48 migrants were lured, I will use the word lured, under false pretenses uh, into, into staying at a hotel for a couple of days. Uh, they were taken by airplane where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard, again, under false pretenses. They were promised work. They were promised the solution to several of their problems. Taken to uh, Martha's Vineyard for what we can gather for little more than a photo op, video op, and then unceremoniously stranded in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, so that's what they're claiming. Now, uh, DeSantis came out and said, that's a bunch of baloney. They signed uh, consent forms. Everybody knew they were going. He had, they had armed him with everything of who to call when you get there. Here's all the services you're going to be available for. Everything he said was in their packet, and that was uh, a bunch of baloney. And most of them have said, no, they, they enjoyed it. They, they had nothing wrong with it. Well, I'd enjoy a free trip to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. You're going to put me up in a hotel? Okay. I'll go and stay in a hotel for a couple of days for free. And then you're going to pay me? To, you, well, I don't know if they bribed them to get on the plane, but well, you could say, hey, I got a job for you. Here it is. Get on a plane. Go to Martha's Vineyard. I'll pay you this. It's not really a bribe to me. It sounds like it's a job. Yeah. Sounds like they, uh, I don't know who would say no to that. Well, I, especially because it's the, you know, you, you here you are. They went and got 50 Venezuelans who, you know, we, we touched on a bit yesterday that the Venezuelans, Colombians, uh, uh, Brazilians, people that have come here from South America tend to want to get to Florida and they want to get to Texas. Hence the reason they were in Texas. They flew them from Texas to there and then sent them on the way. But at the end of the day, did they not come out ahead? I think they came out big time ahead. It sounds to me like they came out ahead, too. I mean, they have to know where where they're going. I mean, if they're getting on a plane, the first thing you're going to ask is, where is this plane going? I mean, there had to be somebody who could translate, where could the, where is this plane going? I, I don't think they were lured, necessarily. I don't know if they were, you know, um, you know, they weren't, uh, they weren't kidnapped like everybody. Well, not everybody. You got the Democrats who are saying they're kidnapped. And, oh, my gosh, this is trafficking. And, you know, you know I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, because you can't tell me that everybody who comes over here and gets on an airplane, because they, they do do that. You, we, we know that. They put them on airplanes, unmarked airplanes, and they fly them around the country. They put right. them on buses that they know exactly where they're going. And that's a lie. I would think they have to know where they're going. But, I mean, even with Trump, he put people on airplanes and flew them all over the country. Even with Obama, he did that. Joe Biden's doing that. They put them up. All presidents, you know, they have to put them up in a hotel. Okay, well, Trump did that, too, and Biden's doing that now. And, I mean, DeSantis did it for a political stunt. Okay, but it doesn't seem like he kidnapped them, and it doesn't seem like they were, it doesn't seem like he did anything illegal. 
No. I don't think DeSantis is stupid enough to do something that that's illegal. No. I think no. if he wanted to do this, and he did, and he wanted to make a big splash, I'm guessing that he crossed all his T's and dotted his I's. He knew exactly what he was doing, and if something was lost in translation, you just say that. It's lost in translation. Uh, the reality is, is... This is we're bringing the, the what we're going through, a small portion of what we're going through to you. But here is something that is, you know, people are now paying attention to it. I don't know if you've seen some of the latest polls, but, you know, Biden's approval for personal approval is up to like 43 percent. Mm. It is less than 30 percent on the border and in the mid 20s on inflation, which is something else he's trying to battle. Uh, but, you know, people are still going, dude, you came out the other night on 60 Minutes and. You said, well, it only went up like an inch. I mean, it that was is, pretty bad. It was pretty bad. That was not a good look. Yeah, because inflation hasn't been like this in 40 years. And I know what he was trying to say, but he couldn't articulate it well enough to get, you know, his point across. But, you know, it, I don't know if this, what these governors are doing is really going to change anything. It's just put a spotlight on the whole thing. People are talking about it. Uh, I don't love these. I don't love that migrants are being shipped across the country. Uh, I don't know if they're being lured. I, I, I don't know. But there's got to be a better way to do this than to keep them all here in Arizona. Because we can't keep them all here in Arizona if they sneak over or if they come over and claim asylum. So I don't really know what else to do. No, no. And uh, Biden spoke today about it. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. So, but not, the, what states? Like the states well, that we're sending them from or the, we're sending them back to those countries? What's not rational is that you won the state of Arizona in the election and you've ignored us. Yeah. You're doing nothing at the border. You're watching Ducey put shipping containers up. I mean, you know, what's not rational is you ignoring what's happening on the border. That's not rational. No. Uh, so, I mean, he can run his mouth all he wants, but he's a complete failure when it comes to the border. Yeah. So, I, you know, part you got some of these governors trying, and then you got some of these governors also using it to their advantage. I mean, don't let's be honest. Ducey's using this to his advantage. So is DeSantis, and so is Abbott. Even though he's paying attention to Ducey, and that's the big thing. Nobody's paying attention because he's Ducey, not a big name outside of Arizona. No, and the other thing is, Ducey's not running for anything. He's not putting himself out there. He's not running for anything. If he was running for the potential to maybe be the president of the United States and throw his hat into the ring, he would probably be doing more. Well, but they're not paying attention to him because they know, well, this guy's not going to be on the ticket. In he's boring. Yeah. Let's be honest. The guy's boring. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. There are a lot of politicians. Joe Biden. He's boring, too. A lot of boring politicians. DeSantis? DeSantis is not boring. No. He's anything you can, you can like his policies or not or like him personally or not. He's not boring. Uh, he, he's just not. He he gets attention for a reason. So the reason Ducey's not getting all this attention, yeah, you're probably right. He's not running for anything. Uh, but he's boring. Doug Ducey is boring. Yeah. Uh, and he's DeSantis is not. Yes, and that's fine. That's, you know, hey, listen, we may have a governor who's the complete opposite, Carrie Lake. You know, I think if that happens, we look back, we're going to say, <laughs> I think we kind of missed Doug Ducey and his and his blandness, his boring, his beigeness, right? He is, uh, I tell you what, Carrie Lake, man, the more I watch, the more I, the fact that we can't find, you know, Hobbs, I hope she's okay. I hope they return her. hope somebody pays the ransom. But the reality is that the rate that's going, man, she just seems to be sinking. And, and I, I just want to know, who's advising her to disappear? 
I'll put on MSNBC right now and see if I can find Katie Hobbs. Okay. Right now they're talking about Puerto Rico being pummeled by uh, the damaging hurricane. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. More of the Gatos and Chad show coming up. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. Ah, Four o'clock, we got the mayhem. Like Masters team on the TV right now. What do you want to ask him, Gators? Because you asked me what I want to ask him. What do you want to ask him? I got a great first question, but I don't want to tell you what it is. Oh, I'm going to be surprised. Uh, no, because I don't want. Listen, I don't know if he's. I, I don't. I, I've thought about what to ask him, and I've got. You know, I've really got two. I know we have limited time. I've got really two questions I want to ask him. One is on the border. One is more of a personal thing for him. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'll ask the first question if that's cool. Um, totally. And I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to see what he says. First question will be good. Maybe but I don't want to talk immigration. I want to see what he wants to do on the border. I think that's one of the big subjects. But the first question will be very different, and I don't think he's ever been asked it. That's good. That's good. Come out of the uh, old uh, old of the box there with something a little bit different, which is I think you know everybody asks everybody the same questions, and I just right. think it leads to silliness. Speaking of silliness, I take you across the country. Happening across the country, there is a push to lower the age to vote in local elections to sixteen years old. That's a hard no for me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, we'll continue. It's called Vote 16 USA. About a decade ago, Tacoma Park, Maryland became the first U.S. city to lower its voting age to 16 for all city elections. Come by years later, several other cities across the country have followed suit. 16 is a no-go. We just did a story earlier, if you missed it, grab the podcast, where young people are taking to TikTok and they're marinating chicken in NyQuil. And now we're like, you know, it'd be great if we lowered the age of voting to let idiots vote. Because when I was 16, I shouldn't be anywhere near a voting booth. Nah, we're all a bunch of, you know, we're all a bunch of goofballs when we're we're 15 or 16. Um, What's the point of what's the point of doing it? Well, if you're I mean, Democrats, obviously, the younger you are, the more, you know, that leans in a much lefter, right. you know. share everything. Yeah. yeah. How about this? The Republicans, Gatos, go, okay, fine. But everybody over the age of, say, 60 gets <laughs> one like. and a half votes <laughs> as to yeah. counsel out the, the 16-year-old that's voting. Uh, why? I understand if you're 18, why you should be allowed to vote. If you're 18, you could join the military. Uh, if you're 18, you're most likely out of high school. You're in the real world again. You're you've, you're considered an adult. At 16, you know, you know what are you doing? You're playing high school baseball. At 16, you know, you're trying you're trying to to get a girl to go out with you, or you know, you're not really you're still living under your parents' roof. Uh, you're yeah. not an adult, and I don't think you know the world. I don't think many 16 year olds are looking at the political world, and I don't think they'd want to vote. I don't really think they care to vote. You think they want to they, listen? They should get two more years to stay out of the mess. That's what I would. That's what I would argue. See, what I, would, are you, I would make it twenty-one unless you're in the military. Why twenty-one, not eighteen? Because first of all, I think for men it should be twenty-five because we're not fully developed until then as far as our brains are mature, and yeah. uh, that should partly, you know, isn't that the whole point? I mean, you're doing something here that is your civic duty, and most people don't even know what they're doing, which is a scary thing. If you can't tell me the three branches of government, you shouldn't be voting on a damn thing. Yeah, what was that uh, study? Oh, that what a, a vast majority of Americans. I mean, well over like sixty percent couldn't tell you the three branches of government. Mm. That's scary, man. Well. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, 16-year-olds are not into politics. 
You know, when our kids were in high school, they weren't into politics. Uh, if I were to think, would they actually vote if they had the chance at 16? Not really sure. You know, a lot of things you think are important at 16, they're not really that important. No, no. Um, and I don't, you know, are you really going to go and... Uh, try and learn about Prop 301 or something like that if you're 16 years old? No. I don't even know if this is like a feel-good thing. I don't know the end. Re- what, what, is, what is the reason for putting it? Give me a reason for putting it at 16, and I'll listen. Yeah. What's the reason? Well, I mean, you know, is there civic duty? Let's take a listen. Maybe there is a reason. One political analyst says if the idea of Vote 16 builds in cities coast-to-coast, communities could see deeper engagement in their state and national politics. Yeah, if that, I'm sorry. Again, you're 16. You're you're on TikTok. Uh, you're not paying attention, nor should you be at that age. At that age, you should be having fun, being a 16 year old, worried about the pimple in your face. Are you going to get invited to dance? Are you going to go to the dance? You got a big game tomorrow. Though you don't need to worry about your school board elections and who you're going to vote for for mayor. I don't think we need any of that. I don't even think 16 year olds vote at school for student council. No. No, no, they usually skip that vote too. I mean, they listen if they want to go and pass this law, go ahead and pass the law. It's not going to do anything. It's not like you're going to have a a, a surge of voters. No, uh, people start to vote when um, you know an 18 year old this year might vote because that 18 year old in Arizona is out there and is paying a ton for groceries. Well, maybe I should vote. Maybe I should get involved. There's an 18 year old out there in Arizona that's saying, you know what, I don't like the situation at the border. Well, maybe I can vote for somebody who I think will do something. Then that'll push them to vote. A 16-year-old, well, most of them are getting their meals from their parents, their money from their parents, maybe a you know, part-time job, but they're not in the real world, and the real world isn't necessarily affecting them. I'm not talking about all people, but uh, in most cases, a lot of people are just, you know, they're they're, they're living off their folks. And how how weird would money. it be? If you're also, though, you're voting for school board and all of your teachers and the people running are campaigning for you at school right. trying to get you to vote for them. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's why they want to make it 16. Who knows? Nightmare. All right. Coming up next, uh, Adrian Fontes is running for secretary of state. He's going to join us. His opponent on the right, Mark Fincham, is a very odd, odd, I would say, thought about uh, what the vote should look like in 2024. So stick around for that.